0: And gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Done. And we are out here on the forefront of technology. Um, we've claimed it. We've named it. We're AI bros from now on. You know what I'm saying? Out here trying to make some cash, trying to make the world a better place. Obviously, by making the world a better place, it means putting money into our pockets. Um right now, we've decided that you know we've done some market research and we realized that, you know maybe certain people you know not gonna call any rappers out you know i'm saying mobile rap you know their bars aren't where they need to be so what we've got now is an ai bar writer you know what i'm saying we're out here you know what i'm saying with the tremendous flows now the thing is normally you're supposed to get a top tier mc to train your ai on those like the verbiage and everything else unfortunately as being two black men focused on the tech we had to skimp out a little bit on the actual MCs, so unfortunately, all we have is basically you know old records from like you know like the '80s. So if you know if if you if if you want to kind of you know learn how to rap like fucking you know the rapping Duke, we've got you.
1: <laughs> I know where you're going with that, but <laughs> dude, uh, there's a. Um the ai now that makes like beats have you seen it like it's like you know it's like i want an atlanta style trap beat from the mid 2000s and like they're like we got you producers are done it's it's... like (sighs) it's it'll be good by the end of the year like it's going to be (laughs) work in progress it's, it's a, a work, work in, in progress. progress. It's a work in progress. Like it's definitely generic AF, but it's like it's good for like background music, right? If you have like a YouTube video and you want to like put it in like a background like or TikTok video. But I'm I'm sure by the end of the year, there's going to be like producer of the year will be AI. You know.
0: I've I've like, been thinking about it. This kills lo fi hip hop. Like if you're a lo fi hip hop producer, it's a rap for you. Just like just, just start a death metal band. Start playing fucking boho R and B. It's, it's a wrap.
1: You gotta find something that the AI can't easily imitate. You gotta find some job security.
0: Yeah, you got you gotta figure. It. So you got you got I don't know. Like like I said, it's it's weird because like your point is like it's it's generic. The problem where right, and it, you know we've had a AI discussion. What I'm afraid of is that there's a lot of people on the low, eating off maybe not making capital B bops, but like soundtrack work, things like that and True. that's where i was like ah oh, fuck those dudes are True. done like because the thing yeah. is you know i was watching fucking Dungeons and dragons right so fucking again better than, better than I expected movie and at times they, they had an updated soundtrack and the thing is all those songs weren't terrible but they were good enough like the good enough fucking trap rap song the good enough fucking techno song during the fucking serious time and i was like goddamn i was like you know right there is that market where somebody's gonna come and swoop in and type in you know you know hobbit bops <laughs>
1: And then have Bro, that fucking make a beat. And it's going to win a Grammy over like Kendrick Lamar. It's not like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's, it feels no passion to air. Actually, maybe the passion does. Maybe it's just like, I am stuck. I am stuck. Get me out of here. What the fuck? You know, I don't know. I feel like where's where's the humanity, man? You know what I'm saying?
1: Bro, I, I mean, I th- that is a question though. Like that is, that is definitely a question. Um... I I, I I glanced at this, this article. I guess, like, Universal Music is investing in some type of AI platform. So, I mean, the, the labels are kind of, like, seeing the gold, right? It's like, oh, we don't have to pay these artists. I mean, we don't pay these artists, but we don't have to pay them. <laughs> we can pay them even less. We could pay them zero. Yeah. Instead of .0001. Oh, man, let's go. So... <sighs>
0: And it sucks because it's like, like, cause AI has kind of been here. Like, you know, like Garage bands is very much like, "We'll oh, make a drum for you. Give us the, give us the parameters." Yeah. So there's always been like a certain level because you know music is very mathematical. So as far as notes of everything is concerned, you could definitely, like I said, we've discussed it. I think it's all tech. They, they've been apparently like just creating software that'll make beats in the background and they kind of let it collect and then come in and edit all the shit, you know, hours and hours of music. So it's always kind of been there. The problem with the AI revolution isn't the fact of AI is a bad thing. It's just the people in charge of the money hats. So the only ultimate fucking consequence of it will be the most generic, cheapest shit possible.
1: That's oh, the problem. of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> all right. Well,
0: uh... <laughs> let's, let's, let's start that... to, to bad... Bad news, I guess?
1: Yeah, I was about to say, it's, it's not even, like, better news.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's bad, all news. bad news. It's all bad news. All bad news. So, I've got an apartment announcement. A member of the Smith died, and it's not the one that you want to have died, unfortunately. Damn. Morrissey's still alive. Morrissey's still alive.
1: Oh, bro, you you you're going to get, like, you know, like... <laughs> fucking kidnap dude
0: by who by by, by the little fucking
1: morrissey stands still out there the the gay british nazi separate the (laughs) the the music from the artist man nah fuck out of here
0: anyway uh (laughs) mike choice died basis of the smiths i will say this for as much as everybody loves morrissey the smiths are extremely underrated band and i do mean band i think that the idea of where they're able to kind of do this whole atmospheric post-rock kind of like like just very pretty bass lines, good guitar lines, very ethereal. Like the band itself was fucking top tier. So rest in peace to him. This, I was reading a lot of fucking tributes. A lot of bassists kind of like look towards him as an idol. That dude's a dude. You know, <clears throat> Johnny Moore, the guitarist. You know, I don't know if he's still in Modest Mouse, but was playing with Modest Mouse. Like they've all done interesting things post fucking the Smiths. You know, Morrissey somehow—I don't know if he was fucking on Adderall. I don't know if he was heavy med- heavily medicated. He actually put out a statement that was actually respectful, which I think is the first time he's done since the '80s. I don't know how he pulled it <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, no, it sucks, and he died relatively young. I think it's—it's just—I don't think he even hit sixty. I think it's—I think he's fifty-nine. Um, but yeah, no, it's—it sucks, and it's the idea of—you know—apparently he was suffering from cancer, and as usual, if there's anything we kind of could all agree with, fuck cancer. And, you know, just kind of rest in peace, you know. And and I think that, uh, you know, unfortunately, going back to what Morrissey kind of said, is the idea of where, you know, by his contributions to music, by his contributions to dismiss, by what he's done, his music will live on. So I think, you know, it's something where it sucks that he died to have long, but, you know, not many people are able to make an, a, an impact in their life here in a very short time here, and he did. So, you know, good for him. Like, you know, rest in peace wherever he's at.
1: Yeah, definitely rest in peace. And, you know, shout out to, like, you know, obviously – You have the front man, but there's a lot of elements in a band that, that I think just don't get the respect. So, you know, um, I'm glad to, I mean, unfortunately uh, again, it's like after death, you know, Mike is getting his flowers, but you know, shout out to him and shout out to like the hardworking band members out there. Um, keeping that rhythm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man, you deserve the girls too. You deserve the girls and the accolades girls and boys. You deserve all that, and I think it's kind of unheralded. Particularly, you know, there's always jokes about basses and drummers, but generally, you know, it's if you don't got a tight rhythm section, you're fucked, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's the idea of where, you know, and again, it's a lot easier to fake it in rock, per se, you know, to a certain level, but generally, you know, there's nothing better than a tight band. Like, you know, like I was watching, um, I mean not not just a little small segue but it's a metal band i like called liturgy and the thing is that guy is classically trained but he tends to hire a whole bunch of like fucking weekend warriors to kind of play with him so every time i've seen him live they're kind of been very mediocre just because he obviously knows his shit, but the band's kind of playing catch-up um that gets offset usually when he records the stuff on record because he actually hires real such musicians so apparently he's been jamming with like a, a set um group of musicians since the fucking pandemic and those dudes were slaying and i was like oh shit like i didn't expect it to be this tight i kind of yeah. you know warned it out and i was like oh shit and it kind of made me appreciate like what happens when it's just not like this creative genius you know mozart figure on stage where i was like nah i don't know any of those motherfuckers names but those motherfuckers are fucking slaying it so props to oh for stage.
1: sure for sure yeah.
0: and then after that we go into i mean sadly enough it's been an interesting couple of weeks for hip-hop and crime um I guess we're fans of Slow Tie, right? I feel like we've given a couple of props in the past.
1: Look, I, I think Door Man is a really dope, dope ass song. Um, I liked his debut. It's pretty good. Um, have I listened to anything since? No. But, you know, I, I until this point, I respected the dude. Yeah.
0: And um, unfortunately, um, Slow Tie turned himself into authorities about a week ago because he got accused of rape. As a result, he got dropped from a shitload of festivals almost immediately. Um, Slow Thigh, obviously, a little angry rapper, a little more fucking mischievous. Punk Edge has not is not immune to, let's just say, controversy. That said, I think back to a couple of years ago at the NME Awards, where he shows up, pissed drunk, argues with the audience, and basically vulgarly hits on the presenter on stage yeah. with him. And you look at that and I know, I know, I know you, you, there's some trolls out there. Some, you know, some, let's say YouTube commentators who are very much like, yo, he was accused. Why well, would you do drop him? But I would make the counter argument that, uh, this is not necessarily a cancellation as opposed to something that would have happened years ago. You can't be out here fucking sleazily hitting on fucking, you know, people trying to do their goddamn job, giving you a award, and then get a rape charge and expect to be like, oh, whatever. I'll be out here popping. Like it's something where I thought he would have learned to kind of slow down a while ago and apparently he hasn't. Obviously to a certain extent, I'm hoping the charges aren't true only because I'm hoping somebody isn't carrying that kind of trauma around right now. But that said, where there's smoke, there's fire. And this is somebody where, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm very surprised he was kind of indulging in that behavior because it, was, it, it wasn't too hard to see that this was gonna go down in some kind of shape or form, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I guess I'm not surprised, you know, with the NME thing. And just like, you know, I I feel like he kind of lives kind of close to that life that he tries to portray. Um, He's kind of like this crazy ass punk kind of rap dude. So I guess I'm not surprised that this is kind of happening to him. I guess in his defense, he's saying that uh, he categorically denies the charges. Um, He's innocent and confident that his name will be cleared. You know, look, I I wish him the best of luck. Um, If he didn't do it, obviously he needs to pay for it. If he didn't, you know, know, hopefully he has like receipts that can prove it. Right. Uh, But it seems like whatever criminal proceeding that's against him has moved to like the crown court. Um, Mm -hmm. That's my terrible British accent. So it seems like it's moving forward uh, and they have enough evidence to kind of, um, you know, prosecute him. So. You know, I, I, I just, it's really sad. Um, I, either, I, I, on one side, right? Like, if you're like, you know, you're a rock star, you're a rap star, you're probably engaging in a lot of promiscuous sex, as I hope you do. Um, you kind of have to have receipts. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're you supposed to be this, this this guy who's just like, everything's consensual. But on the other hand, too, Like you, there's a power dynamic with being like a famous person and you know, there's just been episodes of of situations where people are like, you know, somebody says no, a partner says no. And you're like, but I'm this guy, you know, I, I, I'm like this rock star, like you're going to say yes, you know, unfortunately. So, um, it's not surprising. I think that he's in this situation you know, um and whoever has accused him, I, I wish them the best as well. Um, but yeah, it's just a messed up situation. I and I guess just again, like given some of his behavior, I guess it's not surprising, but you know you 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 also just don't want these things to kind of happen um, and you you would hope that people in 2023 would would kind of know like to tread lightly. Um, in the age of social media, like you either like, you know, keep in your pants, dude, <laughs> or like, if you're going to do this shit, like maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's getting receipts. I, I, you know, I don't know what the situation is, but you know, hopefully we just get more clarity around the situation. And if like uh, he did do something, he, he faces justice and whoever he did it to, um, it's able to kind of heal from that trauma.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, a- another great news. Um, I'll say this much. Um, out of all the BK Drill Cats, my favorite has always been Chef G um, from No Suburban. I thought there was an energy there. I thought there was a life there. I mean, it's an argument to be made. He's one of the OGs, actually, the more I think about it, because he's been there for, for years now. Um, it's it's him and his boy, Sleepy Hollow. They've been making mixtapes for a minute. They've been kind of having a lot of buzz. Obviously, they haven't had a chance to cross over the same way Fibio Foreign has, or obviously rest in peace, Pop Smoke, but they're definitely foundational figures of the scene. And uh, unfortunately, both of them got arrested, and it looks like it's some serious charges. It looks like it's not on some Bobby's murder, well, you know, tangentially kind of, you know, associated with a gang. It's not like, you know, a 6ix9ine who probably should have got arrested for a lot of other shit for real, for real. But um, just kind of associated for a gang, it looks like they were actively involved with, um, before the phone call, me and someone talking about it, some real mob shit. Um, And what kind of sucks about this is, uh, I I thought it was very telling, is the fact of the prosecutor basically kind of, as an aside, said, hey, when I'm prosecuting hip hop, there are no lyrics here involved. Which i thought was kind of fascinating just because it kind of acknowledges what's happening with young thug in um at, in atlanta and i believe it was some artists in california that got it got it set up there i know at least california trying to set a law where you can't really arrest rappers based on evidence based off the lyrics but at the same time it's sad it's somebody where you know like i said I, I felt like chef g had an energy around him and sleepy hollow i felt like that crew had an energy around him that felt very 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 new york I feel like it was in New York that would translate a lot to old heads. It was definitely dark, ominous, like traveling around in your suburban (laughs) music. And it kind of sucks that, you know, they had a career taken away from them because of their stupid shit. You know, obviously liars were lost in X, Y, Z. But you hope that if you've got a certain level of talent, you're able to kind of elevate yourself that you kind of make those steps. And again, we're at the point of where they're accused Again, we're talking about America, which tends to love to throw black men away just off arbitrary shit, just to kind of make their fucking prison quota. But I don't know. And in this case, it looks looking a little serious, a little grim. I'm hoping those brothers had nothing to do with it. But, you know, at that same time, you know, you, you know, it is fascinating because, like I said, it's I, I feel like there was genuinely talent there. I like a lot of their mixtapes. I was whipping a lot of the shit during the fucking pandemic. And it kind of sucks that, you know, they they might be doing a hard time and all that, you know, art is, has disappeared either for some bullshit from the States or some bullshit on their own.
1: Yeah. This is like really interesting. Cause you know, in New York, they've arrested people or charged people with conspiracy just by being like a Facebook friend, yeah. you know, somebody who committed murder. And, you know, obviously that's wrong. And obviously that's just, you know, it's really sad because it's like a really Quick and easy way to just put black Boys in jail um, This case and, and I Still feel like this should be argued through the Courts but what it's Describing is that Chef G Maybe didn't pull the trigger but You know drove the people to The scene and then also At the end You know when the murder was done They all went out to dinner at a steakhouse In Manhattan you know and speaking of receipts, you know, I feel like if you gonna do some shit, like don't don't just like be like, oh hey guys, congrats for doing the murder. bro. you know, the the F- steakhouse.
0: You know the FBI van was mad as shit. They're like, wait a minute, they're going to get steak? I think we're we're here eating McDonald's and they're getting steak? Those feds were pissed as shit. <laughs>
1: So, you know, I, I like I said, I, I, I hope this gets tried in the courts. And, you know, if if this was if Chef G was not involved and obviously he should be exonerated. But it's looking like there's a lot of receipts here. Um, literally, if you're going to the, the to the steakhouse, you know, <laughs> like, I don't think you got a private room. If you didn't get a private room, you shouldn't be talking about like the murder. <laughs> i <I'm> public <laughs> Get the shit catered Just do it in the Go to the basement Or some Uber Eats yeah, Hide out saying? for a few days
0: Get some good Thai food You know what I'm saying it's Just keep it simple You know Maybe get some shit from Chili's You know what I'm saying Get some quesadillas popping You know I mean
1: I mean like At least uh, you, you can get like uh, Can't you get like um What's, what's the spot in Williamsburg um, they were doing Uber Fe- Eats.
0: Who fed Sal?
1: The steakhouse. Oh, uh, fucking Peter Luger. Yeah, like 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 you could you could Uber Eats the the Peter Luger to the to the hideout. <laughs> I I mean, and it'd be some baller ass shit. You're down
0: there dismantling the guns, getting rid of evidence. Bam, the fucking delivery comes in. You eating steaks. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you fucking putting the fucking clothes and bleaching them off? You know what I'm saying? It's communal. It's a little, you know.
1: know, Like. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, man. (laughs) But uh, after all that depressing news, we're into the reason why we have the podcast. That's right. New music. New music. So. First off, dude. Actually, you take the stone. This is this is this is your people.
1: Well, you know, I'm 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 out here writing Bibles, like, because <laughs> uh, someday I want to write about music again. Um, but subtract uh, the rat road. Uh, so if you were back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I mean like 2011. So that's what like 12 years ago, which now seems like a fucking century ago. But um, you know, obviously you had like the weekend, and you know, like 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 all this stuff like was kind of bubbling up. But I think you know, if you were in a certain sliver of like Brooklyn, Manhattan, this subtrack album was like the soundtrack to your life. You know, like when Wildfire dropped, like you knew where you were because like that shit like I was I was somewhere like this like last summer, and so a DJ played that, and that that's, that track still goes hard, you know. And I think Subtract was just kind of like, um, you know, not as elusive as like a Paul, right? But like, you know, kind of elusive, he didn't really show his face, you know, didn't really kind of know who he was. He's kind of hid behind a mask, you know? Uh, but I mean, that album was so, it had like, introduces us to Sanfa, um, little Dragon, uh, Yukimi from Little Dragon was on that album. Um, there's a couple other people too, like I was just re- reading, like who were just introduced during that album, and it was just great. But for me, I think his follow up didn't really match the the you know the the greatness of his debut. He's kind of been around, but it, just not really as to me. Like he didn't, hasn't had the cultural impact of that year in like 2011, right? So. um, I would say the Rat Road to me is probably like the closest um, I felt to that like, original album in terms of production. In terms of you know he reunites with Sampa you know um, Teasel Touchdown is on like I think two tracks, um, but he's like also like you know working with new artists and working with new vocalists like things like that. Like he's like he was known for uh, in 2011. Um, and I think it's probably like the closest I felt to that original album. And I think like listening to his album kind of brought me back to the, those days, uh, back in the day of 12 years ago. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, I think he kind of like, I don't know, like some of his other albums, like, like felt like a little bit more dancey a little bit more kind of like, you know, maybe, I mean, he's always been experimental, but I feel like he was able to kind of like bring back the vibes because that that 2011 album was like everything from house to R&B to you know breakbeats like things like that and he kind of brought that back with the Rat Road so um, definitely an album I've been listening to a lot um, and kind of getting a lot of spins and you know it's just kind of good to kind of have him back I wouldn't say it's a true return to form but it's like a 70% of what I remember from back in the day.
0: Oh, you know, the, I'm, we're on the same page. Um, for me, it's not necessarily 100 percent back. Um, apparently, the big issue with him was he, he even though he dropped a couple of records after, I guess, the height of the Subtract era. Apparently, the last seven years have been basically label drama, which is why he kind of disappeared a little oh, bit
1: word. Um
0: he seems he seems to be more more rejuvenated. And, and, I, and I think if there's anything here, I would kind of knock the record for is that the songwriting isn't as tight as some of the other stuff in the past but i think that it's nice having him back as a producer a lot of the beats are dope you know like i said it's, it, it seems like a rejuvenated version of the project and i'm kind of happy it's there the, the irony of a lot of uh, the, the funny thing about a lot of those dance acts in that era from then to now it feels like they should definitely be thriving is the idea of where you know dance music basically becoming ubiquitous and like you know Dua Lipa doing disco albums and, and everything else. And fucking even Jesse Ware has a disco album she dropped recently, um, which was very mid. Sorry. Uh
1: <laughs> That's sorry. Uh
0: But yeah, so it's like the idea of where these producers are kind of always in that kind of like like space and it's just it like to a certain extent they kind of couldn't hammer it out. I mean, we all remember how we all fell in love with fucking Disclosure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> True.
0: We were, we were on those white kids' dicks, man, for for a hot second. But uh. It's, I felt like, it. I don't know if it's maybe a case of, you know, a, a, it, it, it seems very interesting in hindsight, only because there was a lot of dope dance music coming out. And even though dance music, music has remained popular, it may have changed a little bit. You know, it may not necessarily be French Electro House. You know, now we're doing a lot more disco. You know, Beyonce was doing a lot more house. But it's fascinating to kind of see how, like, everything kind of, like, disappeared. And I, and I, and I wonder, like, even thinking a lot if a lot of that was label drama. I can't tell if it was just, like, you know, a case of, you know, a scene blowing itself out or whatever, whatever, but there were a lot of talented dudes doing a lot of talented tracks. I'm surprised they haven't really kind of, you know, they didn't, they didn't even make that transition into the now, even though it is their fucking era.
1: Yeah, that, that that's kind of crazy, too, because, like, a lot of them I felt like, you know, because we'll talk about K. I feel like Kate Trinata was, like, 2013, 2014, 2015. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I think, that the scene it's probably a lot smaller than we, we actually think it is. Because, <laughs> you know, in, in Brooklyn, like, you know, or in New York, like, it felt like Disclosure, Subtract was everywhere. Uh, I'm out in the woods, fam. Like, they don't know anything about that shit out here. So, this, I, I... This
0: goes hard from North 11th to North 5th. <laughs> That's it. All our plays is those, that six block radius were gods. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So like, uh, I, I think, you know, the scene was probably a lot smaller than we, we, we actually think it is. And I, you know, I, I feel like there's dance music. is just like really tough sometimes. It's, it's hard to like really, unless you're doing like pure EDM, it seems like it's hard for, for people to really break out. And yeah, I don't know why. I mean, you know, there's just, there's a lot of great, you know, dance artists, um, but it's just kind of hard to kind of see, like, like what what the barrier is.
0: Yeah, no, it's I, I don't, and like I said, it's it's weird because you know I've seen, I, it's interesting only because. I've seen a lot of dope producers still produce and do different things, but it's very fascinating to see a lot of them have fallen away and seeing the disciples kind of pick up where they left. But at the same time, not necessarily doing anything new and different. It's kind of like paying homage. So like I said, it's, 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 it's kind of been fascinating. But that said, as opposed to, to waxing forever about the Indy Sleaze era of New York is the idea of where, fuck it, you know, at the end of the day, it's cool to see him back. I think this is his time. I yeah. think to a certain extent, you know, people are kind of thirsty. I think, you know, we've discussed this a lot. This past the podcast the last probably year or so. I feel like there's a big push towards dancing again. I think when fucking Bad Bunny dropped his new record and it was basically Jersey Club, that was another warning shot of where it's like...
1: Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you
0: got you guys, y'all you, you, out here doing a two-step? Y'all better be out there doing calisthenics in the basement because... The whole's gonna be dancing this summer,
1: <laughs> bro. The, like we we have, like we should probably dedicate like another podcast to the whole Jersey Club phenomenon. <laughs> like it is, it is beautiful to see. As somebody who like kind of like was in like DC, Baltimore, Philly, Jersey, like it's beautiful to see. But like it's crazy now that the kids are all in the Jersey Club.
0: Yeah, I did, it's and and I hate to say it. Like, at least this time is still black-facing. Like, at least to a certain extent. True. We we don't have well, Calvin Harris doing Jersey Club yet.
1: Not yet. Not yet. And, <laughs> but we do have Bad Benny. <laughs> so. <laughs> you know. And then, like, the, the, the Jersey Club AI prompt is, is ready. It's salivating right now.
0: <laughs> you got to put in, like, it'll be like, you have to enter, in like, a 90s song to sample. <laughs> You have to enter BPM. <laughs> it's like Jody one eighty BPM, and uh, Yelps and a Nest.
1: <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. Jersey Club Generator
0: make tracks like your
1: friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, but uh. And I guess, and going back to, I guess, a good segue. Uh, so Subtract is back. And while he hasn't necessarily left, and you can make an argument, he was a little bit behind the scene. um Chinata, again, you know, podcast, huge fans, has dropped a new record. Um, Kei Chinata has, has had a very interesting career arc because once Pandemic hit, I've seen him play enormous stages. He's absolutely getting the bag. He was playing Coachello for a great, ominous, kitchen out ahead, just staring at each other, doing demonic shit. I'm pretty sure your 666 Illuminati YouTube channels are going nuts over it. So he's somebody who's definitely blown up. At the same time, it seemed that his, it was very interesting that his last big solo record dropped pretty much during the pandemic. Um, you know, it felt like it dropped in the winter and then things kind of, you know, you know it's hard to drop a, a pop-in summer club album during the winter and immediately we kind of fell into this whole pandemic kind of vibe. And while he stayed busy, he had the record of IDK, which we discussed where we were. We were OK on IDK's rapping, but we felt like Kei aboard the he does usually does. And so finally, he's hooked up with, I think you could say he's a solid rapper. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. I always I always mispronounce the boy's name. I call him anime. Um, Amine. Would Amine. I'm Amine. pretty sure it's Amine. Amine who, um, on my perspective, I could say this much, I always liked what he was doing. Um, to a certain extent, he was had really cool videos, really good party vibe. Um, i felt like to a certain extent, I thought he was kind of getting a couple of shots because he was seen as, I will not necessarily say white friendly, but definitely somebody who's kind of, you know, good looking dude, fun, almost fresh Prince S like videos, you know, very smart of the marketing. I thought that his last record was a little bit weird just because it was a little too serious. I think it was based off a relationship. You know, he's dating some kind of white girl. It was just a little bit awkward. And I and I, and I kind of see what was happening there because as an artist, you want to grow, grow. You know, you really can't do, like, you know, funny videos of your boys at the Waffle House and, like, fucking jokes, you know, after years in the game, which he's done as an independent artist, basically. You want to kind of broaden your horizons. Um, so it's kind of cool to kind of see him link up with Kechanata. is somebody who's not necessarily, you know... uh. Not unknown as far as hip hop is concerned. As we all know, Gold Link was another artist we loved a lot until unfortunately he made a lot of questionable career choices, particularly in regards to interviews. But, uh, you know, it, it's something where on paper it should be really good. And I, it's not bad. <laughs> That's the thing. It, it's just, it's, I have to give it more, it's just there. From what I've heard, I haven't heard the whole record, but uh, for somebody who's known to drop banger after banger after banger, you know, his mixtapes banger after banger after banger, this is definitely Katra. I, I don't know if it's necessarily throwaway beats, but definitely in way too cool mode.
1: Yeah, I so I was very hype about this album um, and I was just very excited. I, I think when it when, like, when forever dropped, I was like, oh, yeah, like this is the, this, the you know, song of the summer, the vibe of the summer. Um, again that Katra and IDK album was great And I think you know Katra is a house Or like you know dance music producer So I think for me I was a bit shocked That this was a mainly hip hop album and it had K. doing like more hip hop production, which I know that he can do. Like he's produced for for some, some hip hop artists, and I know it's in his wheelhouse. But I think the sonic like shift was a bit different for me. So the first listen, I was like, "Oh, this is like this is forever," which is a single, but everything else is kind of like is it, more hip hop influence. You know, it's like like listening to that one Sugar Ray album back in the day. <laughs> Was the single was like that pop hit and then you buy the album and it's all like fucking like, you know, thrash metal.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Cali hardcore.
1: <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, and maybe not that extreme, but it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, and I think like the production, I think was not as solid to me as, you know, <laughs> Like I said, I know hip hop. Catriona uh, uh, does hip hop beats, but I don't know if this his true wheelhouse. And I think, like, after listening to like you know Alchemist and like you know Harry Fraud and like all these other like hip hop dudes who kind of get the the genre a little bit better, it just kind of like felt like a bit of a downer. Um, it's a solid album, but I think like I was expecting something a little bit different. Um, you know, I think if he kind of took all the, the production he did with IDK and put Aminé on there and put like Freddie Gibbs and Snoop Dogg, that would have been like the perfect album for me. But I think for this, I think, I don't know, just kind of felt short on the, fell short on the production side. And, you know, there's so much hype around this album as well. I love the rollout and the, in the campaign, the album art is great, but I don't know, everything kind of fell short for me.
0: Yeah. And I think what I was shocking about with me is the idea of where going back to Eminem is the idea of where, again, he's a solid rapper. Like I'm not going to be like, he's somebody who's going to make you have really deep bars, but ultimately he was doing his version of party music for a very long time. That's how he, that's how he blew up. So what, and, and he knows how to write a beat. So I was really like anticipating, I was like, all right, cool. You know, he may come off a little bit corny at times, but he could definitely murder, like, I could definitely see the vision. Like, you know, I could definitely see Club Cachinata and Amine kind of going in and making a lot of bops, similar to what he was doing with, with Gold Link. Like, to me, it was just like, all right, it's a perfect substitute because same kind of upbeat kind of flow, very, you know, destiridious, very, like, you know, you know, somebody, somebody who wraps in a higher BPM range is definitely something that's going to be really fun. And, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like they weren't really paying to their strengths. It's like, you know, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, and here's the problem, right? I get with artists, you don't always want to do the same exact thing. You don't want to be trapped in a box per se, right? But at the same time, you kind of have to know your strengths. And I think that to a certain extent, if you've got a project like this, you've got to understand what everybody's kind of doing. And, you know, if Kate Chinata did this record with like, let's say, West Side Gun, I wouldn't necessarily be mad or like a more traditional hip hop artist. And I was like, you I'm in my hip hop bag, but it's weird to have like a single that's kind of a beat and dancey. It's weird to have like a rapper who's also known for not necessarily making dance music, but definitely up up tempo hip hop tracks. It could definitely kind of get you know, I mean, I won't say the party started, the white the white, the white frat boy house started, <laughs> and they kind of do this, and I and I think that's it. Is and I, again, I don't want to like again, it's tough being an artist, right? And You have to follow your muse, but I do think here there was a missed opportunity because I do think that if they kind of linked up with some club shit it'd be dope. And the first single was pretty solid I, and, and it kind of sucks where, you know, like it looks like the rest wasn't the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, that's about it. I mean, I, I'll throw
0: in one quick shout out. Um, there's a band called Mandy and Diana, which I've been kind of following for a minute, which, uh, finally got the, 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 the pitchfork best new music knob, which just means that it's a wrap for them. But long story short, um, there was a band I kind of shouted out a couple of weeks ago called model actresses who are basically like uh, doing like this techno reinvention of dance music with a very heavy edge. In their case, they're kind of doing it to the guys of like, let's say, you know, Arts Williamsburg, very sexy, very druggy, very dark, very edgy, but very cool. Um, they're playing the instruments, they're using the instruments in interesting ways where the guitar definitely doesn't sound like a guitar. The drums sound almost always fucking like like electronic. And I thought they were kind of doing that, but their music is a little bit more on the debaucherous side. Uh, Mandy, Indiana is a UK band kind of doing something similar. They're a little more experimental, but what's kind of cool about it though is they're also very militant, where they have a lead singer where she's out there doing a lot of the lyrics and they tend to deal with queer issues, feminist issues, and they're kind of blowing up. So I kind of want to shout them out just because, you know, it's, it's kind of rare to kind of get records nowadays, many genre really where you kind of sit there and think. Uh for me the last time was basically uh Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia, but that's because it, it the production's insane in, in many yeah. ways. But this is one too because you know they'll have uh you know, they'll have a fucking intro where it's just basically them playing like kind of rock music for like thirty seconds and she's singing with a great voice. Apparently he's classically trained and then it will go into this very almost industrial fucking rant of her screaming about fucking, like, you know, d- tr- trans rights. So kind of, you know, I fuck with a multifaceted band, I fuck with a difficult band, so shouts to them. And then that's it for me.
1: Bro, I need to get your playlist, man. Cause the algorithm is just like recommending, like, you know, basically <laughs> like <laughs> lo-fi hip hop and r <laughs> to me. My, so. I think
0: mine is like, hey, you're an old blipster. I, I, I see those white jeans in your closet. Here's, here's some weird shit that the kids are listening to to make you feel old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I'm not getting any, like, cool shit, man. I'm literally getting, like, it's probably just AI. It's probably all AI. Like, it's just, like, lo-fi hip-hop, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then, I, like, like I show up for these gigs, and I'm the old man in the club. So it's just, like, everybody's just, like, excuse me, sir. So I was, like, sir. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to show us a card sir we know how old you are
1: <laughs> bro you you, you guys shave your beard off everybody thinks you're 10 years younger
0: bro it's, it's a wrap it's a wrap it's just like I, maybe i need to bring like a fucking I, I'll, I'll just grab some kid and be like yo come with me so i feel like i'm at least here for a purpose i'm just like your dad
1: <laughs> oh man
0: <laughs> but on that note we love y'all we love y'all for listening you know what i'm saying as we said we're working on our ai you know what i'm saying we, ha- we have ai podcasts ai lyrics ai beats who knows you know what i'm saying we're, we're trying to trying to find the angle not to make the world the better place because we're honest for y'all we're honest for audience just to make ourselves rich
1: we got rent and mortgages to pay exactly exactly <laughs> and portions to buy a... let's go <laughs>
0: gotta get that mclaren baby that mclaren <laughs> but uh as usual we love y'all we know there's a lot of things you could be doing so listening to, to us whine about waxing waxing poetic about the prime newsberg era but you know we appreciate y'all we appreciate y'all for listening and uh, stay safe out there we love y'all peace
1: peace